0: The next stop is Knickerbocker Avenue. Yeah! Uh-huh. It's Fortune 500. Uh-huh. A Burn hits production. That's right. And we reppin' for the New York Knicks! Yeah. Live from the garden, the Knicks game startin' The blue and the orange, the best five startin' Regardless if it's close or a large margin We hungry for a win, the fan base startin' Boundin' us bounded, and we swishin' We run the whole city from Patrick to Willis, Frazier to Strickland Strictly. The next generation, we carry on tradition Year after year, season after season yeah. Arena full of fans, screaming out defense Play off intensity, got our hearts beating The sneakers keep squeaking, hear the heart breathing Swishing through the net, the players take flight Vibing with the vets, the coaches need a fight Head them with attack, the, the players about to fight It's all about respect, ain't taking any slight A piece of the apple Right. About to take a ride up to new heights. This is our year. The future real bright, right. shining real bright like the New York City lights. I'm we for the New York. the Nickabaka Avenue Fan Forum on the Bleed Blue Show. It sure is. It's the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum. Post game versus the Cavs. The Knicks split between the Cavs with both teams winning on the road on their opposing team's court. Uh, the Bleed Blue Show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Radio. Uh, the Taylor two games for both teams, right? When it comes from the Knicks perspective, they had a very good win, a strong uh, second quarter well, second quarter into half, and then also the strong second half to propel the Knicks to a, a double-digit win in Cleveland on Tuesday night. But returned to the uh, Garden and um, played the same Cavaliers team, uh, different pieces on the court. Where well, you saw Levert uh Levert played, uh, Levert played uh, for the uh, for the Cavs on Wednesday, where he did not play on Tuesday. Uh, you did, still didn't see both games with Darius Garland on Tuesday and Wednesday but from the Knicks side of things uh RJ Barrett who did play in Tuesday in road win, did not play on Wednesday at home for, uh, for the Knicks but this game was really about the abysmal shooting by the squad by the Knicks the only the only offensive bright spot tonight was Emmanuel Quickly in my opinion I think up until this point this season has probably been the most consistent offensive player for the Knicks this season up until this point uh him and um yeah, it's almost quite surprising to say to an extent, R.J. Barrett has, you know, through this point in the season, he's those been offensively the most consistent Knicks as far as scoring and productivity. Uh, but tonight, it was really about the terrible shooting. Uh, the Knicks shot 34% from the field tonight, 16% from three. That's just <laughs> at home, man. It's, it's, just, it's just definitely not going to get it done. Not, definitely not going to get it done. And in, in, in the, in the, uh, they almost shot 100 field goal attempts on, on top of that. So 33-pointers and 92 field goals. They just couldn't throw anything into the ocean. But, you know, I kind of knew this game was kind of going to be over. The moment I saw Mitchell Robinson multiple times fouled uh, at the free throw line when they were kind of like down four or five points. Um, yeah, I know he made the last two free throws of the night for himself, but that's just... You know, he him extending games and the Knicks missing free throws as they do as a team, uh, that's just not going to get it done. Tonight they were 20 out of 30, so that's about 66% from the free throw line. Uh, a little tad bit short of where they need to be, like we talked about it last week, where they need to be around that 70% free throw sh- uh, uh, threshold, around 70% or, or better uh, as a team, where the Cavaliers made 19 out of 20 tonight from the free throw line. Uh, so they took 10 free throws less than the Knicks tonight in the Wednesday game, uh, and the Knicks only made one more. So if the Knicks would have made, I don't know. I mean, the, the Cleveland was well into the 90% range in the free throws. The Knicks, all they had to do was get into the 70% range, maybe 75%, and then maybe you're talking about a closer game and a 95-89 to 89 loss. Home, but yeah, Brunson. Um, gotta to be honest, he he played poorly in the game in Cleveland. Not Cleveland uh, in the game uh, tonight at home. Uh, it was very very terrible from the field tonight. Uh, just, they all were to be honest with you. They all were shooting bad. It's one of those funk games. It was one of those games that back to back nights versus the same team. Uh, they just looked disengaged, and I know they had this. And no excuses. Uh, they had this thing, I guess, between timeouts, with the confetti on the floor. But uh, and that was kind of delaying the game. But that's no excuse to what happened. What we saw tonight, they they just they were just all god awful tonight. Very very bad basketball. What you saw tonight. Uh, but I mean, if you go back to what we saw or said last week. We did definitely say that the Knicks, all of us for the most part, said after the four games since the last episode, where would they be uh on that road trip? You know, the Atlanta game, New Orleans uh uh okay, Atlanta on Friday, Saturday in New Orleans, uh, then you had the Cleveland game and then back at home. So those four games we said they would probably be two and two and we were right. Um there wasn't really a game in, uh, maybe you could say tonight. Tonight game, if they played better, they could have been 3-1. and one. And these are the things that I definitely worry about with this team. Um, didn't, you know, didn't expect RJ not to play tonight. Not to say he would have been a difference maker or not, but just to keep that rotation in check. But the Atlanta game, they played well. They played very, very well versus the Hawks. Uh, a comfortable win there. New the Orleans, they felt like back to bad nights. Uh, you, you, you saw it the same, right? Um, there's no excuses, but a little bit of a pattern, maybe, right? A, a nice win in Atlanta, but they kind of laid an egg against the Pelicans on the very next night. Give them a little, bit of, a little bit of a break from Saturday to Tuesday. Went to Cleveland, had a nice win, a strong second half win in Cleveland. Double-digit win. And then next night, back-to-back nights, they look flat. They is horrendously flat. Um, I got to give props to Mitch Robinson as far as offensive rebounds. I mean, he should be doing this every night. When I say uh what he did on the boards tonight, he definitely had, like, at least 15 rebounds the last time I saw. Okay, he had 16. So he had 16 boards tonight. Double-digit uh rebounds. Uh, did a great job on the glass tonight, but he should be doing that every night, to be honest with you. He had eight offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, but the shooting was a, pretty much a story for this team tonight. Like Brunson, a guy we have not got on crit- critically because he's played an excellent Nick since signing with the Dallas, since signing uh, coming from the Dallas Mavericks. He shot terribly tonight. Um, It must have been R.J. Barrett into his body or something. Eight for 23 from the field. Randall was god-awful tonight. Three for 15. Uh, And these are the two dudes you're going to have to lean on. Now, I think on any given night, one of two of those guys have got to be on their game for the Knicks to have a chance to win a lot of games. One of those two dudes have got to be on their game. They both can't take the nights off, and especially with RJ out, because that's kind of your your, your main trio as far as shot selection. Brunson or Randle have got to play better at any given point when they're on, you know, when they're in the game together. They have or that same night, like if Brunson is off, Randle has to be on, or if Randle is on, Brunson could be off. Give you us, you know, give us a situational. Uh, jumpers in the fourth quarter, go-ahead go, go ahead buckets, things of that nature. Because we've seen that before out of those two last year where Randall will carry them through three quarters, and Brunson had a nice off game or a nice uh, good game uh, throughout the game, and he'll make bigger baskets like clutch baskets or high-pressure situations. Like, Brunson was great at that shit last year. But as of this year, I mean, a lot of, you know, they haven't really, I mean, the Atlanta game maybe, they played well, but Three out of fifteen for Randall tonight at home. Brunson eight for twenty three. That's just not gonna get it done. Now, what's up with now? There was I really would love to have asked the guys, and I would definitely get to it as this uh, barometer of uh, of Quentin Grimes. We talked about how somebody has to defer shots so he could get his. We said, okay, let's see if we can get RJ less shots and Julius Randall less shots and. Jalen Brunson, a little bit less shot, so Quentin Grimes can eat. Well, there's no R.J. Barrett in this game tonight, and yet he still only has seven field goal attempts. It's not like Quentin Grimes was defending Donovan Mitchell all game long. It's not like you saw that tonight. That assignment went to Dante DiVincenzo. So, where, so I, I would have loved to ask the guys about that, about Quentin Grimes. And the lack of shots he still got, or he still is not getting, despite R.J. Barrett not in the lineup. So where's these shots? Why is he not getting the attempts? That that would have been my question for the guys for sure. Like where are your shots? Um, but Robinson, uh, uh, you know, on the glass, he did a great job, and he had a, he, I mean. Listen, fifteen rebounds is a very that's what he should be doing, especially when Jared Allen wasn't playing. So was in play. So it's not like the Cleveland Cavaliers went into the garden tonight without Jared Allen, without Darius Garland, and they still handle and, and they still came off a away with a victory where you saw Donovan Mitchell earlier on in this game shoot the ball well. He had a terrible shooting stretch too in the second half. Donovan Mitchell could not could he could have hit nothing. He did make a couple of late perimeter jumpers finally, but earlier on uh, I mean, he was he was doing his thing, uh multiple of sides mostly Dante DiVincenzo defending him, but he ended up finishing with 30 points, but he missed a lot of shots in that second half as well. I mean he shot like Brunson where Brunson went 8 for 23 where Mitchell went for 9 for 22 uh and 6 out of 15 from 3. So uh a little bit over 30% for Donovan Mitchell for the three-point line. Um, now, Cleveland, we've seen them – they they have a lot of the same player, meaning Donovan Mitchell is going to do a lot of the creating or creation of, of, of playmaking, and they got guys that they brought in that kind of do the same thing, meaning Niang, who was a former Sixer the last couple of seasons, a spot-up shooter, uh, corner shooter or elbow shooter. That's what he does. Max Drew, same thing from Miami. A spot-up shooter, a corner shooter, and then adding a, a Wade to the mix who was already on the team the previous uh, season. Those three guys are pretty much the same thing. So the makeup of the Cleveland Cavaliers roster, you see what they were trying to do, just line up a whole bunch of shooters to play around Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Um... But, you know, that's more of a Cleveland Cavalier talk. I could probably bring that up on the recap. But for the Knicks, uh, who carried him, or it seemed like he carried him, who wanted it the most was Emmanuel quickly. And I know we all talked about it last week with his restrictive free agent, his Burr rights for not being extended contractually. But uh, he's playing as if he wants to get paid by some sort of team uh, in the future, whether he gets traded from the Knicks by the trade deadline Or he signs uh, With a better offer sheet That the Knicks can't uh, give him So uh, This was a bad game uh, I I think uh, The Knicks have an opportunity Well We talked about it on here Where they have a chance to win the division But you gotta win games like this You you gotta beat the Cavaliers when they're kind of wounded You have no Jerry Allen, you have no Darius Garland You gotta beat those guys man you definitely got to beat those guys, um, but we have Randall. Uh, let, let let me focus on Brunson first, because and I'll go to Randall after that, because I think um, you know I we we always get on Randall or fans get on Randall, and rightfully so to an extent. He seems like he played better when he had all of his hair in his head. Now they got the low Caesar cut. He, he's not playing as effective like we want him to. But outside of the Atlanta game, uh, Brunson was really quiet in that New Orleans game that that really stood out to me watching that game last Saturday. Uh a game where Phoenix on Phoenix, uh, New Orleans had a lot of um uh, premium of offense and you know through Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson. They the Knicks needed Brunson on that back-to-back night. Even though he did have a, his his best game of the season was the Atlanta game, but asking him for the back-to-back, I, maybe I tired got gassed he played 30 minutes in both of those games and especially the game in Cleveland at 33 minutes, but only scored 14 points uh, in that New Orleans game. Uh, didn't um, that, that, that didn't show you anything as far as uh, a will to take over that game. That's what I noticed out of Brunson on that. Um, he shot poorly in that game. Like he, It's also a bad start, to be honest with you, outside of the Atlanta game. Jalen Brunson. Not you know not panicking. I'm not gonna go overboard with it. but for Shooting four from 14 in New Orleans, he he's he definitely did uh, drop the ball. Um, the boss like he did you know outside of he's only scored over 21 times this season. That's kind of you know the um, the the Boston game was quiet. Um, the, both Cleveland games too, man. Wow, we got we have to keep an eye out on Brust. I'm not sure if he's hurt or just a sense of urgency because you saw that of a little bouncing instead last year when he came over. Now he's kind of settled in and off to a very slow start, man. Very man for Jalen Brunson. I will also say, uh, let me see, go back to Julius Randle. Let me see what about old Julius. You know, he, he, he you know, I'm, I'm a big supporter of Julius Randle. I'm a, I um, defended him pro bono style on this platform and and I think uh, I'm not gonna like just bail on him. Uh, you know he hasn't really he hasn't gone over the 20 point mark yet this season through f- what four or five games. Uh, Boston 14 points, Atlanta 17 points, the uh, Pelicans 10, and and at Cleveland 19. I probably was his best game was the road game uh, Tuesday night in Cleveland, and then but tonight late didn't egg man. Um, only six, po- only fucking six points. Um, yeah, they gotta get go. One of those two, like I said, one of those two have got to be on their game for the Knicks to have a respectable shot of winning a lot of games this year. They they have a chance to win fifty games, but you gotta win this game. You gotta you gotta go and and um beat teams like Cleveland when they're kind of wounded. You know, Cleveland's okay, but they're beatable. We we we've shown that we could beat that team. We shown to um, you know you know have their number, but yeah they 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 laid a fucking egg tonight. My God, they laid an egg. Um, I will also go back to um, uh, let's see. Let me go the Grimes situation. And 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 you know I kind of had this discussion with several Knicks fans off offline or off air. And on top of that with uh, Chris, shout out to Chris, about today's basketball. And you see it clear-cut day, like you, what, how they used to play basketball in the 70s and the 80s, uh, maybe more so in college with motion offense and moving without the ball. You don't get a lot of that in today's NBA. That's the, the same reason why we've seen or heard uh, Jabari Parker go off on uh, the way that today's basketball is just not what he's feeling. and And, and I get it because – this this game has become stand in your spots or the coaches analytically tell you to go stand in your certain spots where you're strong your strong suite as far as making perimeter shots or wherever you make uh, baskets the most so for instance if you play basketball before pick up basketball organized basketball you have you, you know when you're on a particular side of the court where you're making most of your jumpers your jump shots uh there's certain uh, guys that know if they they're they're stronger at the elbow. They're stronger in the corner. It's the same reason why you saw Wade for the for the um, Cleveland Cavaliers always in that left corner, especially in that second half, because he's more he's mostly deadly from that spot. That's where he makes most of the shots, and that's where analytically these coaches want to put their players. Where they make their most shots, so you're not going to see a lot of movement. You have basically, if you have a, a Donovan Mitchell type player, you can create your own offense and draw double teams and kick out to the perimeter where these guys make their shots the most. Like they have, they, some guys are stronger at the elbow, some guys are probably better mid range at a certain spot in the court, or some guys are just better in the corner, whatever. But you've seen that a lot in today's uh NBA and, and in a night where you're not making jumpers at all everything or most shots or most possessions is pretty much damn near jumpers and you're not following you going to have the results like the Knicks had tonight the Knicks had a, a terrible shooting night tonight cuz most of the offense that they did have or or the possessions that they did have was a lot of standing around and and they just the the shots were just not dropping and that's just not going to get it done uh, most nights when you're not shooting as well as you should be. So, uh, the you know, on the boards, the Knicks were fine, but uh, you have 16 uh, 16 offensive rebounds. That is telling you you're missing shots. That that stat alone tells you you're missing a lot of shots. But fortunately for you, you're getting the rebounds to get second opportunities in those possessions to cash in on those second shots. So, um, uh, Cleveland turned the ball over more times tonight than the Knicks, but the Knicks uh, were able to capitalize on mostly points on possession. It was a very slow-paced uh, knob movement without the ball. A couple of occasions you saw that with Dizzev Chinza cutting back doors. I mean, he did make some layups tonight, uh, but just couldn't throw the rocket to the ocean if you're the Knickerbockers. You just couldn't do I know – uh, the upcoming games, you got the play-in tournament versus Milwaukee on Friday. And then the two um, games at home versus the Clippers and the uh, the San Antonio Spurs next Wednesday. Um, I think the Knicks can go 2-1 and in that stretch. Um, I, I don't think they'll beat Milwaukee. I know when I was watching the game, uh, the Toronto game, and Toronto is up big. Not to say that this Milwaukee versus Knicks is uh playing games as some sort of trap game. I'm not gonna go that far <laughs> with that bullshit, but uh but the Milwaukee Bucks late in egg. I think they'll be ready for the Knicks on Friday. So I don't think the Knicks are gonna win that game. I could be wrong, but but then they got the Clippers and the San Antonio Spurs. So uh the games after that. Uh but going back statistically, there is something to what Mr. Live has said. Shout out to Live as far as Where the fuck is Grimes' shot? You can't blame not having RJ now. So if Brandle is off, Brunson is off, why not delegate those shots to Grimes? And it's not like Grimes had the assignment of defending Jason Tatum tonight. I mean, that was the excuse last Wednesday um, of why, you know, he's not getting his shots because, you know, a a talented player as in Jason Tatum there is. You may want to focus more defensively and making sure you could make hell, you know, make hell for him when he has the ball in his hands. But uh, yeah, but the Knicks, you know, I mean, the, the box score or the stat line speaks for itself. And under forty percent from the field, well under twenty percent from three, and you only lost by six. If you just up any of those field goal percentages and or make four or five more free throws get into that mid-70s, maybe low-80s from the free-throw line, the Knicks win. And this is the same conversation we were having last week. Knicks can't hit free-throws. And this, this is how they're going to lose games this season, is that particular point, the Knicks not being able to make free-throws. That, that's a scary sight, man. I mean, it, it's not fixed. It's just continuing to happen. Um. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna. There was something I wanted to say, but uh, I, I mentioned quickly. He's playing with a sense of urgency. I think the Knicks are, I would not be surprised at the deadline they got something back for him, especially not extending his contract. Because I mean, you can pay, you can pay, but so many people on the squad. You gave the Vincenzo a four-year deal in the off-season. Uh, you signed hard. You already know that. Um, Brunson had just got the big deal. I mean, you can only but sign so many people. Um, let me see. Hartenstein was, you know, he missed a couple of shots. It wasn't that effective. He was very effective in Cleveland on, on on Tuesday night. It seemed like the Knicks, you know, they were okay on the road, but at home, losing to Boston and losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's like home court is not in their favor or something, right? It's like they can't get things done. Um, I did, like, there's something that still kind of bothers me as far as Hartenstein. I wish he would take more shots perim- from the perimeter, but he doesn't. And that's a, something they, they've been trying to hold on to. Or I don't know, whatever. Uh, he, he, had, he had a fine game against the Boston Celtics. He had a fine game in Cleveland, but the home game, Um, tonight was bad, and he was subpar versus the the Pelicans on Saturday as well. So he's kind of, you know, for his role, a little subpar for me. I would say going through all the Knicks, through the five games. How many games we played Four. Like five games. Um, Brunson subpar, Grimes subpar. Mitch, probably kind of where he is. He has a lot of room for improvement. He has a lot of upside if he can make his free throws, but he's not just not there. But on a night like this, he needed to get these 15, 16 rebounds. He should be doing that every fucking night. But um, it was clear that he was getting a premium of rebounds because Jerry Allen wasn't in the lineup to get some of those off of his, uh, his sheet. Randall definitely subpar. I mean, there's a lot of subpars on his team. Hart is kind of even- uh, Josh Hart, uh, we saw the play out of him last season and what he brings. He's just a, a winning basketball player. Uh, he's a guy that will get more rebounds than your affords. He had uh, 10 rebounds in that game in New Orleans. He had seven in Cleveland on Tuesday night. He's a guy that uh, makes things happen. Um but you know he's a glue, he's a definitely a solid glue guy, a guy you want to have on your team. A, you know him and all those guys from Villanova, they all they all um, uh, they all gel together. You know, but he's I would say he's even killed at uh, you know through what five games, six games, whatever it is, just kind of keeping the tabs right there. Quickly, definitely playing above. Oh, I mean, he could actually play better, honestly. We've seen quick. After going back to last season when RJ got hurt in that Dallas game, and he in, in that San Antonio he had thirty six, and I was at that game in San Antonio, he qu- quickly is playing better than he should be playing. Oh no, no, I wouldn't say like that. He he's playing a little bit better with the sense of urgency than because I guess everybody else is thinking he's kind of trying to pick it up on his own. I'm gonna say after, RJ Barrett through this short season that's why has been playing better um Hartenstein, I'm going to say a little subpar at Cleveland he was okay very you no know, he was pretty good but outside of that he's been average he's been average um uh, he, he wish he added that that weapon and you know Deuce McBride doesn't see a lot of the, uh, time on the court so I can't really give him some sort of grade so with a lot of these guys have been subpar I just can't roll I can't ride with it Meaning they gotta play, their, they gotta play better, man. I mean, we gave preseason a break, but I think there's a lot more room for improvement, especially with our top two guns. And the record should be a little bit better if they play their game and play better, uh, Brunson and and, and, and uh, Randall. But um, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Post game, the Knicks lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers, 95-89, but win the previous night. Went two and two in the last four games since we talked. To you guys last. So three more games coming up, playing a game versus uh, at Milwaukee on Friday. Then they got the Clippers coming in on Monday, and, a, and, a, and then the Wimby Yamba experience on Wednesday for another postgame next Wednesday. Now, here's one more thing before I get off. I will say I saw that uh, ending uh, that was a good ending. Uh, what Kevin Johnson took the ball for Kevin Durant uh, in, in Phoenix to make the go-ahead bucket with one point-something uh, seconds left on the clock. Uh, Got to watch a little bit more San Antonio this year. I see the game earlier this year when they played Houston uh, at home, and that was a nice win versus the Phoenix Suns on on, on Tuesday. No excuses. Phoenix was a double digits They blew the lead weather. Devin Booker was playing or Bradley Beal was play, playing or not, both of those guys did not play, but uh, San Antonio did fight, so we're looking forward to them when we play them versus the Knicks. But uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitch, iHeartRadio on the Hoops on the Weekly Hoops, you can check out other Hoops talks on the recap with all the other sports as we mix it in there's a smorgasbord for your sports listening experience here through the Bleed Blue Show. Put this in and give us a. Uh a listen and outside of that, man, the Knicks fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Should've beat them tonight, man. Shot like shit. Strong so ladies and gentlemen. Will you blue? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Bleed blue, 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 bleed blue.